0: Conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on The Jim Benson Show.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Jim Benson Show, conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. Today, I want to talk more about election fraud. You know that forbidden subject, the subject that's getting people banned from social media, subjected to threats of violence and legal action. And if you so much as bring it up anymore, you're accused of fomenting insurrection. Isn't it interesting that all the people who day after day, year after year of the Trump presidency claimed – without any evidence whatsoever that Donald Trump colluded with Russia and somehow stole the 2016 presidential election from Hillary Clinton via some kind of mysterious election fraud, never faced any such actions as those of us raising the issue today. Did Donald Trump and his supporters do anything to curb the freedom of speech guaranteed under the Constitution? Nope. Absolutely not. And despite a Special prosecutor being appointed and tens of millions of dollars of taxpayer money being wasted on a multi-year witch hunt, not one shred of evidence supporting these conspiracy theories was ever turned up. And while leftist ideologues like CIA Director John Brennan, former CIA Director John Brennan and former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, crowed and railed daily about – for years actually about Donald Trump being a Russian agent, a spy and an asset of Russia – We now know, thanks to declassified documents, that they and all the others connected with the charade had originally testified under oath in secret before Adam Schiff's House Intelligence Committee that they had no knowledge whatsoever of any evidence Trump colluded with the Russians. Also, thanks to another declassified document, a memo from Brennan to former President Barack Obama, it turns out that the Russia collusion hoax was the idea of Hillary Clinton, probably, as I said on another show, to take the heat off her for the FBI investigating her for running investigating her for running classified emails through her home server while she was Secretary of State. Did anything come of that? Of course not. I suspect she was doing that because she was soliciting donations to her legal money laundering operation, her supposedly charitable foundation. In any event, <clears throat> neither Hillary, as I said, nor any of those other government hacks suffer any legal consequences for their lies and trickery. Not one whit. Yet even today, there are probably millions of Americans who still believe in the Russia collusion hoax. If they get their news from NBC, ABC, so on, probably so. Well, as Adam Schiff stated, just because there's no evidence doesn't mean Trump isn't guilty. Let's listen to a few statements from a few of those darlings that left in America on some of their thoughts regarding matters of the 2016 election and Trump's Supreme Court picks and his administration. The voices you will hear are of our august Senate leader, Charles Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton herself, pop singer Madonna, and California Representative Maxine Waters. Play sound by one, please.
2: I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions.
3: He knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes. Yes. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you
2: tell
0: them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere.
2: Clearly. I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world, but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in
1: 2020 or even sooner. As you heard, that last person there was uh, the owner of the Democratic Party, much of the uh, mainstream media, Mr. George Soros himself. So, you see, if you're part of what David Horowitz of the Freedom Center calls the communist left, as these heroes are, you have unlimited free speech. But if you're a Trump supporter, you most certainly do not. At least in these people's eyes and many others. As I've said, among the hallmarks of the left are a seething, self righteous hate toward anyone who opposes them and their ideology, outrageous hypocrisy, And fraud, that is deception. These people are deceivers, always trying to get people to believe their ridiculous lies and tricks in order to further their agendas. Under communism and other forms of leftism, the ends justify the means. So they continue to lie and deceive to their heart's content. And it's all good in the end, right? All leading to utopia someday. Anyone who's reasonable and has been looking for the legislative hearings in the key swing states on the subject and, at other, and seen other evidence that's come to light knows there's a great deal of significant evidence to support the contention that the 2020 presidential election was stolen through major fraud. The same case can be made for the January Georgia runoff, Senate runoff elections in which the radical leftos, leftists Ossoff, Ossoff and uh, Warnock were elected. But we'll concentrate here on the presidential contest. It's obvious to me that the reason the Democrats and their communist and globalist allies want to stamp out any further criticism of the 2020 election is that they have something to hide, plenty to hide. Although it's banned from big social media platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, if you're interested in the subject, you should watch Mike Lindell's new documentary, Absolute Proof, exposing election fraud and the theft of America by enemies foreign and domestic. This video documentary was aired beginning just two days ago – that's February 5 – and is two hours long. If you can't sit still for the full two hours, you can always stop it and watch it in segments. It includes much of what's been presented at the post-election hearings before the key swing state legislators uh, by the Trump campaign and other Trump supporters. There's also some powerful new fraud information to convey. You can find and view this documentary video on places like rumble.com if you do a search under election fraud, and on websites such as thenewamerican.com, and particularly One American News Network. I think that's O-A-N-N.com. They've been airing this documentary on their TV network several times over the last few days. Absolute Proof producer Mike Lindell has been threatened with legal action for discussing this stuff by Dominion Voting Systems – whose computerized voting machines are used in nearly 20 U.S. states, including all the key battleground swing states that decided the election. Dominion's machines and others used in our elections are reported to have conveyed vote totals on and after Election Day to foreign government entities where the votes were allegedly manipulated, switching millions of votes cast for Trump to Biden. The scenarios that are being promoted are that even – but Trump's lead was so big that even with this and even with revising their algorithms algorithms the programs they were using to switch even more votes, they still had to in the in the key sta- swing states in the urban areas controlled by Democrats, they still had to come up with a additional a fraudulent mail-in ballots to s- carry Biden over the top. President Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani and Trumps supporting attorney Sidney Powell. Who both have been, who both have also contended that, contended that Dominion voting machines are extremely vulnerable to hacking and were illegally connected to the internet, so the vote totals could be sent overseas, are each now being sued for more than one billion dollars by Dominion. As I said, they've also threatened uh, Mike Lindell <clears throat> because he came up with this uh, documentary, and they're also threatening. P- I understand um, uh, OAN uh, for airing it and others. You most likely also know about the many reports of fraudulent mail-in ballots, as we talked about, uh, for Biden being counted in Democrat-controlled urban areas of the swing states that allegedly made up for any remaining Biden vote deficits. So it was the combination of the two, as I said, the vote switching allegedly from overseas and also the alleged uh, vote uh, tampering uh, with absentee – or not so much absentees. Those are are generally okay, but the mail-in ballots – that uh, did the trick for Biden, supposedly. Mike Lindell is CEO of MyPillow.com and has been a big Trump supporter. The theme of the documentary is basically that there was massive fraud occurring that stole the election from Donald Trump and gave it to Joe Biden, and that this was accomplished largely through computerized vote switching using the internet and the voting machines used in the key swing states and elsewhere, and that it involved a conspiracy by people here in the USA and in foreign countries, including communist China. Here's just a few minutes of audio from Absolute Proof. It's a segment in which Mike Lindell, a conservative Christian, is speaking with Phil, Phil Waldron, a retired U.S. Army colonel and cyber warfare specialist, about what he and his colleagues have found in the course of their investigation of the many allegations of election fraud. Play sound by two, please.
2: And now we have with us Colonel Phil Waldron,
4: yeah, so my, my background in the military is with uh, influence operations, information uh, operations, uh, information warfare, uh, if you will.
2: You know, what we're talking about here today is sp- specific, uh, these machines that were used to, uh, to hack into our election and, and uh, by foreign countries, including China. And uh, what, what did you kind of bring us up through the election for yourself what, and then how you've gotten so, so involved right now?
4: Yeah, we, we began looking, uh, working with our partners in, in, uh, Dallas at, uh, Allied Security Operations Group, uh, with doing some analysis on the data that they had, uh, looking at not only Dominion, but ESNS and HART, several of the other electronic, um, voting management systems. And we saw a lot of similarities and, and, vulnerabilities in the systems that would be easily, uh, influenceable or easily interdicted. And again, as a, as a information warfare officer, that's what I did. I looked for vulnerabilities and ways to attack systems to create a strategic advantage for U.S.-friendly forces. And so when we started seeing the vulnerabilities and all the different ways that you could interdict this, uh, these electronic voting systems, it became apparent that um, we had a problem for the, the November 3rd election. Uh, and that prompted us to uh, spend a lot of time working with Russ uh, ramsland getting a lot of the, the historical data the knowledge uh, we started working on our own really doing a lot of uh connecting the money um exercises doing doing basic um investigative research and then i brought in our uh, our local dhs team um here in texas both the uh, intelligence and assessments division uh which collects collects intelligence for for the department of homeland security mm-hmm. and the cisa uh, our local cisa rep and we spent quite a bit of time giving them uh, an introduction to what, what we saw and the vulnerabilities and the ways that these systems could be um, interdicted to change election outcomes at you know, the, the machine level, the server level, fraud at the local level, which you know, is required to induce the, the uh, illegitimate ballots. Right. Um, then you've got a, the machine level, which is kind of what you were talking about, the, right. the, the algorithms that are directly uh, input into the tabulators. Uh, and we have evidence of that in, uh, in Ware County, Georgia, that, uh, you know, X amount of ballots went through and they they basically stole 13 percent of the vote from uh, President Trump and put that 13 percent of the vote into the category for former Vice President Biden, which made a 26 percent shift. In the vote, and so when you look at the machine level, the machine uh, for Dominion or ES&S, there are so many vulnerabilities in the systems. There are so many fundamental cybersecurity practices that are not enabled that it basically allows anybody who who has some technical ability and the the want to to go and influence uh, our elections. Wow! And sort of that strategic what? level is foreign intelligence foreign intelligence services and we've got uh, pretty much documented documented of chinese communist chinese party ownership of the private equity firm whose board controls dominion um we've got chinese Communist um the, the president of the chinese communist bank who is a board, board of directors member of a of private equity firm that uh, that owns dominion wow and then if you look the testing company, the only company that has code, the access to the code and the testing for Dominion is in Shenzhen, China. It's a communist Chinese party company. The U.S. government, the state governments, the county governments, they don't have access to Dominion code. But I think it's kind of kind of unique that a Chinese company that's run by the, the, the CCP does have access to the code. And that's why we started seeing at that strategic level, or that third tier of election manipulation, a lot of movements of votes uh, directly, direct uh, access to Pennsylvania voting precincts, county tabulation centers, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, all of that coming in directly uh, from foreign countries, China being the predominant one and uh, through through Pakistani ISI proxies.
2: Did you find it very frustrating not being able to get get all this information out to the public?
4: Yeah, it's very frustrating. uh, The fact that, uh, you know, everyone says, well, there was all these court cases and uh, all the court cases were lost. Well, that's a lie. We've got statistics on how many court cases were open, how many were dismissed for, uh, you know, for standing or procedural. But there's only, to my knowledge, two cases, one in Michigan and and one in Georgia, where evidence has been heard. And those cases are progressing uh, forward. Uh, the Senate in Arizona has heard and seen uh, preliminary evidence, and they've issued a subpoena, and they're per- pressing forward uh, with a full forensic audit uh, in Arizona, and that that could be forthcoming as early as uh, you know this this coming week. Right. So it's it's it is complex, and it's hard for people to understand. And if it's hard to understand, people just dismiss it as. Uh, you know, right. conspiracy theory right. where it's it's cyber warfare and unconventional asymmetric warfare conducted right. by a peer threat nation state against the United States government critical infrastructure.
2: The whole country seen when they, you know, when they shut everything down at night, that that was a deviation. You probably expected this,
4: right? We were watching. We found the, the, the foreign servers in Barcelona and the UK and in, and in Frankfurt and. Um, We'd seen several, you know, the one in Toronto, obviously, with Dominion.
2: So you know 100% proof that the servers are overseas in other people's countries for our election?
4: Yes, we were mapping out the servers before the elections. Uh, we identified the Seidel uh, server in Frankfurt uh, down to the street address. Frankfurt has, I think it's it's either the largest or one of the world's largest servers. Um, um, server nodes you know a, a cyber node transfer, right. a communications node it's okay. called uh, DE DE for germany nix de nix right. and there were several folks watching the the traffic and the volume of traffic that night and they noticed a significant spike in traffic that night just due to you know the volume of information going through and one of the reasons that they, they said that the, the, the traffic was going up was due to the U.S. elections.
2: In your opinion, this is an attack by other countries, of foreign, foreign countries is what you're saying then.
4: I, I believe from what I've seen in uh, the, the the witnesses that I've talked to, that this is a, a coup that uh, definitely involved elements inside our own country and in, inside our own federal government Um Definitely, uh, definitely part of a coup that was aided and abetted by a foreign threat nation state, a peer enemy nation state, China.
1: Again, that's uh, some audio from uh, a video clip from the new video documentary Absolute Proof, Exposing Election Fraud and the Theft of America by Enemies Foreign and Domestic. As Colonel Waldron noted there, the investigations into election fraud are far from over, even though Trump, who radio commentator Rush Limbaugh refers to as the president in exile, has been driven from office, and the left is furiously trying to stop any further mention of fraud and questioning of the legitimacy of Joe Biden's presidency. Coming up here are some excerpts from Rush Limbaugh's radio show February 1, where he's reporting on uh, attempts by never-Trump and Rhino, you know, the Republicans in name only, uh, Rhinos, <clears throat> to rid the party of what one of them called, quote, the Trump cancer, close quote, and threats of them to leave the party if Trump isn't successfully impeached. I say please be gone and good riddance. Anyway, go ahead and please play soundbite three.
5: An Illinois Republican is out to prove there is a GOP voter base that wants to give up the division and the conspiracy theories that he says have come to define the party. Is that is that what the Trump cult is? Is that it's not even a cult yet? They say it is. Is that what 75 million people think? 75 million people voted for Trump. They're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Is that all? It doesn't seem to me that they are the story. The story is what's happening on the other side. The story here is essentially how everything we thought was legitimate is rigged. We've been playing the game as though everything's legitimate, and it isn't, and it's rigged against us. And it's it's, and that's not a conspiracy theory. But anyway, the point, Mr. Kinsinger, he says the biggest danger right now is that we become a party. That dabbles, and not just dabbles, we traffic in conspiracies, we traffic in lies. Trump's role in the January 6th insurrection was a wake-up call. I don't think, this is is like the Trump-Russia collusion story. Folks, there's nothing here, and yet they're creating a whole brand new narrative out of this. They've already done it, actually. And just as they convinced people that Trump colluded with Russia, so they have convinced people that Trump gave marching orders to the people that did what they did on January 6th. Well, we're going to come to find out that it was not Trump supporters that did it. That pipe bombs were planted the night before, before Trump even made a speech about this. But anyway, Mr. Kinzinger says that he's launching a movement to take back the party. Now, the next story has a different headline. Former Bush officials leave GOP over failure to disown Trump. I get two stories on this, one from The Hill.com, the other from U.S. News and World Report. Dozens of members of former President George W. Bush's administration are reportedly planning to leave the Republican Party following the deadly January six riot, citing the party's ongoing embrace of Donald Trump. Sources told Reuters that as many as 60 former George W. Bush officials would leave the party in the coming days with at least one of them, also citing Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's promotion of conspiracy theories as a reason for their exit. What if, what if, what if, what if, so what Trump thinks the election was stolen? So what? Why is this something that everybody has to swear to as though it is a religious requirement that you can't worship unless you acknowledge this. And the Democrats have put this out. The Bideners, the media, they're all saying you have got to admit. You cannot say, you cannot admit, you cannot speculate that the 2020 election was not legitimate. You must swear that it was. Why? Well, who does these kinds of things? Communist organizations demand this. Socialist organizations demand fealty in terms of mind thought. It's communists that tell you how you must think in addition to how you must live and behave. But they don't stop at that. How you must think. You are committing a crime against the state if you even allege or allude to the fact that this election was not legitimate.
1: U.S. Representative Adam Kinzinger, he's referring to there, by the way, is one of the 10 Republicans who voted for the Trump impeachment after the January 6th Capitol riot. I doubt he'll get very far in his scheme to rid the Republican Party of Trump supporters since I think more than 90 percent, according to polls in the Republican Party, say they support Trump. I would hope Kinzinger and the other 10 House Republicans who voted for impeachment and the rest of the 10 house republicans who voted for impeachment lose re-election in 2022 but if we don't have free and fair elections they will be with us indefinitely you can rest assured about that but then the whole country is lost if we can't ensure the fairness of our elections so that won't make too big a difference limbaugh is correct when he points out that the demanding that demanding that trump supporters renounce their view of the election was stolen is the stuff of communist ideology But then Joe Biden and his family have received millions of dollars from the Communist Chinese Party, and it can be reasonably concluded that he's a CCP puppet. So what do you expect? Toward the end of Absolute Proof is some fascinating video evidence of just how the massive vote switching operation was allegedly conducted. Although the documentary doesn't mention it specifically, a related investigation by the organization Nations in Action has presented their own Evidence supporting their contention that the vote switching on and after November 3 involved U.S. government personnel operating out of the U.S. embassy in Rome and utilizing military satellites owned in part by the Italian government. Maria Zak, founder of Nations in Action, has declared that the leftist government of Italian – I should say former Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, who recently resigned as I understand it, was aware of this and was involved in it as well. Here's a segment of an interview with Maria Zak by Salem Radio Network's John B. Wells on his program, Arc Midnight, on January 30. You can read about the evidence Nations in Action has to support their claims on their website, italy-did-it.com. That's italy-did-it.com. It's compelling evidence. Play sound by four, please.
0: Now, let me tell you about Maria's act. She's waiting to come on right now. And um, her website is nationsinaction.com. And we went through so many, so many uh, aspects were discussed the last time she came on the program. The, um, the November 8th being a very uh, special day, and it keeps on giving. That's the date of her confirmation of the Italian job, Rumble. A silent coup has been orchestrated against Donald Trump since Obama left in 2016. Maria Zach is working with an Italian whistleblower who is willing to cooperate. So let's talk to her. You know, all, all this Leonardo SPA stuff, it's just monstrous what happened. But all is being revealed. Welcome back, Maria. It's great to have you come back on the program.
3: Thank you so much for having me back, John. It's fantastic to let your audience know the truth about what really happened in the fest of America's election.
0: Well, you know people are uh, I really hope that people are not getting tired of hearing about this because that's what Americans do we've been i', I say that as if I'm an authority on the subject, but it seems to me that there's so much going on they don't have time to linger on any on anything for very long before the next bit of angst comes down the road that distracts them from uh From what they were just kind of deeply focused on. However, in this case, I think some people are just sticking with it. And though it may be a little tiring, they're not giving up on this, uh, on what happened on uh, November 3rd, 2020. That was just so wrong on so many levels. So take it away and just tell us what you got. We've got a few minutes here before we go to break, so I'll, I'll turn over the mic to you.
3: Well, thank you. I believe you're 100% correct. I think Americans and, and people abroad are scratching their head at what happened because it was illogical in so many ways. And there are so many examples of fraud that occurred even within the polling locations in each state. So America's awake. They're, uh, they're angry. They're figuring out some things are not right. They cannot understand why people are not telling the truth. But they are not being fooled. And I think that they are actually digging in more, and we're seeing that at nationsinaction.org. People are writing in regularly to say, what's going on? We want an update. Like, what else is happening? This is a live operation. So uh, it's not that I can just cover everything right now because it is still ongoing as we have been accumulating more and more information, what occurred is quite simply the planning, plotting, and execution of the theft of the election occurred partially in Italy. The person who was involved was Stefano Serafini from the U.S. Embassy in Rome via Veneto station on the second floor, And they were actually planning with General Graziano, who is the EU commander, and Leonardo, a defense contractor who is very large, like a Lockheed Martin-type company. And they planned it across the street from the embassy in a hotel that actually housed one of the top guys from Leonardo. Amazing information coming and even the actual guy's name who did the data upload to the satellites at Leonardo. We know Italy did it. We know Italy committed a major crime. Italy did an act of war on America.
0: Maria, let me ask you this. Uh, speak as strongly uh, as you can into the mic, especially when this music is going because uh, you're breaking up in my headset just a little bit. Does this have anything to do with the Italian government effectively collapsing? What was it, last week?
3: Yes, it all intertwines in it, and we're very excited about seeing Conte go down, and we're very excited about people having the spotlight on Matteo Renzi, who pulled his support from Giuseppe Conte, and we want them both uh, basically arrested and imprisoned for what they did. Understood.
0: Understood. All right, we're going to take our break real quick and come right back with Maria Zach right here on Arc Midnight. We're speaking with Maria Zach about the Italian job. The Italian job being the um, the complicity of Italy's government and uh, intelligence services and some big time, uh, shall we say, defense contractors in um, aiding in the theft of the uh, 2020 election. And a lot of people just don't want that phrase used anymore. I'm sorry. That's what happened. We saw it. We watched it. You got more people coming into Georgia saying, oh well our voter rolls in, uh, increased by over a million the problem is less than half a million came in to the state as new voters compared with the year before so it let me up it was stolen period and even if it even if it were not stolen there are so many red flags up there a thorough investigation should be done to prove that it wasn't stolen not to prove that it was stolen to prove that it wasn't stolen so anyway, uh, let's carry on here. Did, uh, did, did, did Conte quit and then come back and try and form a new government? And does that even matter anymore?
3: It, well, it does matter because it validates everything we've been saying from the onset. We knew Conte needed to come clean. We knew Renzi was pulling his support from him. They are having a breakup. They're trying to push uh, Conte back to being an economics professor and get out of the way to let a more leftist <laughs> throw China movement take over and that's what we're trying to stop. America has to stand up to Italy and say get their government clean, come clean, tell us how you coordinated all the efforts with Leonardo who by the way as their defense contractor, foreign defense contractor, had U.S. contracts totaling over a billion dollars with lobbyists they were super close to President Trump, and a lot of people don't realize that was actually part of the orchestrated plan to cover up this whole crime. And what's even more fascinating is that the Italian people actually own 34%, approximately, of Leonardo. Leonardo used to be called Finn Mechanica. They had to change their name because they've already gotten caught before in corruption. So this pattern continues. Italy is fearful of this coming out because they are the largest industrial um, jobs creator in the, in the country of 60 million people. They hire over a hundred thousand people. So it will be devastating if they ever did come clean. So we have to find a way to make them feel worse pain in order for them to come clean because they have to wake up that everything is on the edge for the world. Not just for America, this is not America's problem. This is Italy and the world's problem when you take down America.
0: now, let's am a little slow in regard to this uh, this personnel change or potential change up there. So is Conte a good guy or not a good guy? Do we want him to to go back in and set up a new government or not?
3: No, sir. Uh, he was complicit. he was a puppet for Renzi and for Barack Obama, who was coordinating with Renzi. And they had plotted and planned, and he did his job. And Mm -hmm. Joe Biden called Renzi and told him that he would give them back their base of uh, Sigonelli, our U.S. naval base, and that they needed to replace Conte with someone far more left. The American news media needs to do their job and ask Joe Biden why he made that call
0: replace Conte with somebody much more left. But then who is it that's wanting to get him out of the way and send him back to school, send him back to teaching or whatever? Who's wanting him to do that?
3: Barack Obama.
0: Really? Yeah, it, 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 it begs the question, who's got the kind of pull to even suggest things like that? I'm pretty sure the Italians didn't come up with it on their own. you know. So there's the answer, Barack Obama right there, two miles up the street from the White House.
3: And a whole lot of money.
0: Oh, boy. So, if somebody far more left does take over in Italy, what then? Or is everything is everything in limbo now? Has any kind of a decision been made? I'm looking. I don't see anything.
3: It, it has not been made. And and they're having great difficulty finding enough people to coalesce behind the, the corruption side, which is fantastic more people. Honestly, I think it's kind of this wave that Donald Trump did, of coming out and having courage to tell the truth. Well, they have some of those leaders that are now inspired by Donald Trump that are saying, hold on a second. You know, this isn't right. We should believe in our country. We should speak out and have that courage. And so you're seeing this new uprising of uh, of politicians that want to do what is right, fair, and transparent. So this struggle is going to still happen for a few more weeks, and then we'll see if a coalition government comes together, which we believe will happen. But I don't believe the far left will win at this stage.
0: You know, it doesn't surprise me that the Italian people are saying, Okay, okay. It's okay. We got a little wiggle room on something like this. When it comes down to treason and we got people that we know of that are committing treason, they could be charged with treason. We can't be a part of this. They um they're really pretty amazing as a group. Of course it's it's really easy to generalize about people, but they're strong on loyalty. I mean, they're known for it. You know, from the family level, that's where it starts. You know, on up through their their friends and their their in laws and their neighborhoods and their cities and everything else. They're strong on that, so I can imagine. There's a pretty nationalistic uh, spark uh, flaring over over this, yeah.
3: Absolutely, as well as the love of America, because they remember what we did to save them in World War II. So you're talking about an older population, 60 million, and they are, are really still very grateful. People in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, they're grateful because they remember from their parents fighting, their grandparents fighting in in World War II and what Germany did to them. So they still have a disdain for Germany, and they need to understand Germany and China are in bed together. Germany was also complicit in this entire vote election fraud with the server farm that was in Frankfurt. So it all interconnects back to China. And that is what is dangerous. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, if if they voted in a far left government uh, into Italy in three weeks, they might as well all start learning to speak Chinese because they will be taken over very quickly.
0: You know, this is um, <clears throat> this is interesting. You know, Maria, I took for granted that people that were with us last time, you were on the program are also with us this time and then everybody who's listening knows exactly who you are. But uh to, just to bring everybody very quickly up to speed, uh Maria Zach is CEO and founder of Quantum Solutions Software Inc. Now she's not your your um, she's not your average individual if she wants to take on something like this. I think I'll become a CEO and founder of a company called Quantum Solutions Software. So she you know she's got she's got tech savvy here. It's a software development company working to develop integrated project management tools with social media applications, which opens up a whole world of possibilities, doesn't it? So here's a real simplistic question. Why would any voting machine whatsoever at any voting precinct location anywhere be hooked up to the Internet for any reason?
3: It should not be. And that's why day ever and that's why there has to be a complete reform of the voting systems across the world this is not just america made america happen it's happened in other countries and we know it did and we know why it did so now that everybody's aware i personally would like to see the military be brought in and law enforcement brought in to actually help conduct the um the the proceedings and let the military be poll workers and poll watchers let let law enforcement come in you want to see people in the inner city change instantly in how they conduct their election that would do it you match them up and you don't let them get by with a single infraction because each of those affidavits that were created by many of the volunteers at Nations in Action, our team has been integrally involved across the nation, and they saw the machines actually light up and be connected to the Internet. So that was; those are all infractions, and the violations of the law and the code were so numerous. And yet nothing has happened. So to your point about the investigation, yes, every state should be doing a massive investigation. And from an IT expertise perspective, they need to step up their game. This is not amateur hour. We know what the allegations are, but now we have so much proof, the great work that Dennis Montgomery and Mary Fanning and others have done. It is now playing out. So this is far from over. As a matter of fact, I believe, John, you're going to see within the next month the tide just turning and people realizing that Joe Biden not only knew he, he was complicit in this, he was participating in this in an effort to steal the election. And I, I look forward to the day that America rises up and actually stops the charade because he is nobody's president.
1: Now, Maria Zak is focusing specifically on Italy's alleged involvement in the alleged vote-switching scheme through the use of their military satellites, uh, owned uh, partly at least uh, by the Italian government and also by the aerospace and cybersecurity firm Leonardo SBA. They also, by the way, have a U.S. subsidiary, which is headed by a former Clinton administration official. Uh, But as she said, these are all intertwined. Um, So it appears that what she's saying is that the – these Italian government uh, and uh, aerospace uh, satellites were used to facilitate the fraud but did involve also the server farm in Germany and and, uh, Chinese intervention. Uh, It's all very complicated, and a lot of it is not clear yet, but there does seem to be quite a bit of evidence about it. As former CIA station chief – he's retired now – Brad Johnson – of the organization Americans for Intelligence Reform, his website is intelreform.org, that's I-N-T-E-L-R-E-F-O-R-M.org, has stated all the material, all this material being presented is more than enough to establish probable cause for a U.S. government investigation, but we know that the U.S. Department of Justice and FBI have been compromised and thus have, so far at least, have refused to do any such thing. Yet it was no problem launching the full-fledged multi-year investigation into the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. It's really scary thinking about how this could continue to be ignored and covered up by our own and other governments allegedly involved. By the way, getting back a little bit to Maria Zak, he did the – Mr. Wells there, the moderator, stated at first that her website is nationsinaction.com. She's called it nationsinaction.org, but she does have the specific stuff much – I think basically all of the evidence they want to put out on the additional website italy-did-it.com so you can find more information about this there. As I said, it's quite compelling. Maria Zach and others have been asking for U.S. military involvement to save the election and prevent fraud and also state legislators stepping in to ensure free and fair elections across the country as they are charged with setting up How they run their how their states run their elections under the constitutions. But we haven't seen much hope of this happening. And of course, now Trump is gone, at least for the time being. Although various state legislators continue to investigate election fraud. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is pushing a U.S. military purge of anyone suspected of being a white supremacist, quote unquote, meaning I have to include Trump supporters. Where that will go is anyone's guess. But it sure looks like Biden and his handlers are afraid of the military taking action against them and are attempting to purge the military of non-supporters. As I said, this is all pretty scary stuff. As an aside, one of the people involved with investigating the evidence of election fraud is Patrick Byrne, former CEO of Overstock.com and knowledgeable in the field of Internet technology matters. On his website, deepcapture.com that's D-E-E-P-C-A-P-T-U-R-E dot com, Byrne has posted articles on why he believes Trump lost the election. If I'm interpreting what he said correctly, Byrne and others had urged Trump in a White House meeting uh, before uh, Trump left office (coughs) to use use the military to investigate election fraud in the six key swing states that decided the election. Byrne said this could have been done without declaring martial law or invoking the Insurrection Act, as some of the president's supporters had urged. But apparently Trump's legal team thought it was too extreme a move and discouraged Trump from doing it. Burns said that while meeting with Trump to recommend the military option, he felt sorry for Trump. Burns said he could see Trump realize he was running out of options and was going to lose the election. What we are facing with the dangers of election theft is the greatest threat in our lifetimes, to our republic, our way of life, and the freedoms we enjoy. It's absolutely essential that we correct the weaknesses and failures of our electoral systems and firmly ensure that all our elections are conducted honestly and fairly with complete transparency. To make this threat even worse are the congressional bills HR1 and S1, the very first legislation introduced by the communist-loving Democrats in the new legislative term which these would allow a federal takeover, essentially a federal takeover of our elections nationwide and ensure that the same practices that allowed what happened in the November 3 elections to continue forever. As I said, you see, they're they're still progressing in their plot to take over the country and turn it into something far different from what we have been and have enjoyed. I believe these bills are unconstitutional, but all you need to for such legislation, if passed to be made the law of the land, are corrupt and or compromised judges. And we know we have plenty of those. We must fight this awful legislation aimed at enslaving us. You can learn more about HR one and S1 by doing searches for them on the internet, but I recommend you stop using Google and try other better internet search functions like DuckDuckGo, that's D U C K D U C K G O and using a Brave Browser, B-R-A-V-E Browser. There's quite a bit being said about and reported on these bills on various websites such as One American News Network, that's OANN.com or their TV channel, the New American.com and places like Rumble.com, which is <clears throat> replacing as an alternative to uh, YouTube. Also, as I mentioned in the last program, We need to get organized and begin widespread boycotts of our enemies who are seeking to enslave us. That is the likes of Google, Facebook, Twitter, and others. I've all but abandoned Google's YouTube video service and have switched, as I said, to the greatrumble.com, R-U-M-B-L-E.com, where many of my favorite podcasts have moved now that they've been censured and demonetized and so forth, kicked off of uh, YouTube. And more of those podcast people are joining Rumble all the time, and there are other area, sites that you can look at too. If the alternative to Twitter, Parler, which was deplatformed by Amazon Web Services, doesn't come back online, and I've heard they may try, they're trying maybe as early as tomorrow to get it back up, you can also try Gab.com. That's G-A-B.com. And there's another good one, uh, Telegram. I think it's Telegram Messenger. That's a great uh, – I've I've looked on that. Uh, Gab.com, when I looked on it, it was so – so many people had come into it that it was very slow, but they were working on improving their capability to handle more more users and readers. Messenger is pretty good, and you can also find more information from people like Sidney Powell uh, and the president's attorney, uh, Rudy Giuliani, there as well. I'm cutting back and eliminating as much as practical my Amazon purchases. I'm also avoiding whenever and wherever possible buying things made in China. As I said, I don't mean ill will toward the Chinese people, but I don't want to support the Chinese Communist Party's takeover of America. Think of what effects there would be if millions or even better, tens of millions of us withhold our money from these monsters seeking to enslave us. Let's get the word out for these boycotts and do what you can yourself to be part of them. I know many people have businesses and the like that depend on entities like Facebook and Twitter, but we can begin moving away from them. And one day soon there will be many more options I'm sure, but there are good ones right now such as Gab.com, Rumble, some of these other uh, – Telegram, and there are others. Think about how you can get off of them, that is Facebook, Twitter, and the like, and move to Alternatives. Think about cutting back or eliminating your purchases on Amazon and of products made in China. The very fate of the nation is at stake. Well, that's it for another show. Look for us again uh, two weeks from today in the same time slot. Keep the faith and have a good evening.